Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Turning to Him. My name is Zach Batty, and I am here with Lena Phillips. Lena, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Good. Thanks Thanks so much for taking the time to, to do this. I mean, I know that this represents a bit of an inconvenience for you. So thanks for sharing your experiences. Well, I will say that I'm not great at using words. I'm better at drawing or painting than I am at speaking. So, um, but thanks for having me. This is an awesome opportunity to share what I do. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm Lena Phillips and I am married to a super supportive husband who helps to encourage all of what I do. And then I couldn't do it without his help for sure and his support. And we have six wild and crazy kids and they are not as helpful <laughs> when it comes to me doing what I do. So. <laughs> Um, but I am passionate about family and passionate about my faith and passionate about art. And so I kind of have combined all of those things together to create, I guess, what I do, my art. Now, these pieces that are in the background, did you create these pieces? Okay, yes. Okay. Um, oh, is, is this what you're going to really, talk about? No, I was going to say they're not really what I was going to share okay. about. They're more like personal projects. but. Um, but yes, I did paint. I painted this one and I'm working on drawing this one currently. So, um, yeah. I mean, I want to get into the details of, of some of the pieces that you want to talk about. But before we do that, how did you get into art? Is this something that you've always loved? Was there a teacher that woke you up to this? How did it work? Um, I mean, I remember as a little kid always drawing. I liked to draw as a little kid. I remember um one sunday we would go to my grandparents on a sunday and i remember just pulling out some paper and drawing my grandma playing cards in the kitchen and so it's something that i've always liked to do but i really kind of got i mean i did it all through high school too but then when i became a stay-at-home mom that was kind of when it sort of took this turn for me where i started doing it more as like a business um I just, I kind of was lonely and bored at home with, I mean, I, with one kid who would nap a lot, it was kind of lonely and boring, but I can't say that anymore with six. <laughs> it's not lonely, nor is it boring, Sure. <laughs> but, um, but back then it was. And so I started to pick up some of my old like art supplies that I used in high school and just started playing around with portraits has been what I've always been drawn to is people and telling stories through. <laughs> portraiture so um at the same time we had some neighbors some uh little uh, little kids that had passed away in our neighborhood and so I drew their portrait um just because I, there was I didn't know what to do and I just felt so sad for this family and so I drew their sweet little girls together and I gave it to them and they displayed it at their funeral and um ever since then I've had uh people who've wanted similar things for for their um loved ones that have passed away so it just kind of took off by word of mouth and um yeah now i'm like over a thousand portraits done <laughs> so oh my gosh been quite quite a journey i'm sure that uh with each one of these there's a different experience and a different story behind it oh yeah 
Yeah. Um, and every, every story is, um, is unique, even though, you know, the common theme typically, I mean, it's not, I don't always do portraits of people who've passed away, but that's a big portion of what I do do. And it, and it feels, um, very humbling to be able to do work in of that kind. It's something that is really tender to my heart. So. Sure. Uh, tell us about some of the paintings that stick out in your mind or some of the experiences that stick out in your mind. Sure. So um, I have a couple that, I mean, there's many that stand out, but there's a few that are especially close to my heart that have been really cool experiences. So um, one of them was of, there was a young father that had died in a work accident. And um, typically people who come to me to ask for these drawings to be made are um, not the people themselves that have lost these loved ones. They're, they're wanting to gift them to family. And so it's really neat to see that end of it just you know my my customers have the biggest hearts they are so loving and kind and they just they just want to do something kind of like the way i felt when our neighbors lost their kids they just there's nothing that you can do and you just feel so sorry for their hardship and you just want to give them a little piece of comfort and so that's typically um these people have come to me and they commission them for uh family members who've lost these loved ones so that was the case in this story um, of this young father, they uh, some extended family had commissioned the piece to give to the wife and the kids. He had, um, uh, I mean, he's a young dad, so he had just five young kids, and they—I can't remember the age of the oldest one, but I want to say like twelve, and then the youngest was a toddler. They were very little, and I had kids about the same ages at the time, and so, and I only, and I had five, so I really resonated with this peace because I just couldn't imagine um, being in that scenario and losing the father and, and my husband and, and being in that situation. So anyway, they had asked to have his portrait drawn onto a favorite song of theirs, a song that had meant something to them. They wanted it overlaid on top of the lyrics to that song, which was kind of fun. And something that I don't always do. So I um, I did that. I drew it and they gave it to the family and they recorded it. So I got to see they sent me the video of when the family received it, which I don't usually once I once it leaves my my hands, I don't usually know who it goes to or, you know, what happens to it after that. I don't ever, I rarely get to see any reactions to it. So that was really sweet of them to record it so that I could see. And it was so precious to see what just the reaction on the wife's face and and the kids as they were recognizing their dad and the littlest one was like that's daddy and and it was just really sweet to be in like to feel like I was a part of that moment and um anyway later the family had emailed me and said how much that piece had been had meant to the family and how the wife had mentioned that um, they said she even captured the scar in his eyebrow. And when they, when I read that line, I was like, 
I don't remember drawing a scar in his eyebrow. So I pulled up like my reference, the proof that I had sent. So like a photo of the drawing that I had sent as like a proof. I pulled mm -hmm. up that photo and I was like, okay, yeah, I can see there's like some marks in his eyebrow. And then I pulled up the reference photo and there, I couldn't see anything in his eyebrow. And so I was like, what, how did these marks get in his eyebrow? Cause I had no recollection of doing it, but I could clearly see in my drawing that they were there, but then the photo reference, they weren't there. And it was one of those moments that just like chilled me to my core that made me realize, wow, Heavenly Father is so aware of each one of us. It, it showed how aware he is of me, the artist who isn't seeing things and doesn't, you know, I, I'm not a perfect artist and, um, but sees that I, my heart is in it and he wants to, and I want to do a good job for them, you know? And yeah. so he sees me and then um, he knows this man, this husband and this father who who died. He knows him intimately and intricately and he knows every detail, including the scars on his eyebrow. And he knew that the family would know those scars, too, and knew that that was an important part of this person and and how this uh, portrait would what this portrait would mean to them and how it would um you know, represent their loved one for, for, I mean, the rest of their days, it would be something that they would look to um, as they remember him. And so it just was one of those moments where I realized how I really am just a tool in uh, Heavenly Father's hands is he's, it's his work. It's not my work, if that makes any yeah. sense. So, you know, yeah. I was just gonna say, I love that story because um Many could feel that on the eternal perspective, um, the, the, that, that scar appearing in the painting, and even the painting in general, probably isn't going to sway the kingdom one way or another on, on the eternal perspective. But God cares more about the eternal perspective. He cares about the individual day-to-day. -day. He cares about the one of his children mourning yes so he says okay i'm gonna put this thing i'm gonna put an eyebrow scar in the painting yeah you know somehow <laughs> it, perspective wise it, it's not that important but i love you and so i'm gonna do it yeah i love that god is in the yeah. detail yes god is in the details that is that is a message that um i've come to realize those those little tiny details like scars in the eyebrows matter to him. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they matter to us. And that's yes. why they matter to him. Yeah, because we matter to him. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is this family, I um, have since followed them on Instagram and have seen just as the years have gone by, have seen that when they travel, they take this portrait with them and they... Uh, use it in like when they take a photo of their family in Hawaii, they're holding that portrait to represent their dad. And so they're still creating memories and he's still a part of those memories, even though he's not physically there with him, they bring this portrait to make him a part of it. And it is so humbling to me to see that something that I made has 
now been able to be something that they are able to take with them to make him a part of their lives still. And it's, it's just so beautiful to see how they've incorporated that. And it's humbling and just so, I don't even know, just mind blowing to me that, that it has filled this beautiful role in their, in their family as they've continued to grieve and live their lives without him, but also still with him. And, and that's another part of it too, is I felt, I felt really connected to this piece in particular. I felt um, the dad, how much he was going to miss his family, you know? And I knew that it would matter to him to have something for them to feel that comfort too. So I don't know. It was just, I felt like it was important to him. I felt like it was important to Heavenly Father. And and it's just cool to be a part of it all. What a great reminder that not only does life continue on this side of the veil after a passing, but life continues on the other side of the veil. And that that individual cares about the people to whom they've been sealed on this side of the veil. Yeah, and they and they miss their family too, and they mm. mourn. Yes, yes. Yeah, I believe they do anyway. Wow. So um, I don't know what how many stories you want to hear. <laughs> Definitely, or if you have questions, but um, I do have a couple of other cool ones. So there was this um, beautiful older couple. They're like in their 80s, I think. And um, when they were first parents, they had twins that they lost. They lost these twin boys. And then they went on to have uh, four more, I think. And um, one of the daughters had reached out and asked if I could draw a portrait. So they, um, they didn't have any photos of these babies. It was, I don't even know, like in the 50s or so when these babies would have been born. Maybe even earlier than that. And um, anyway, so they didn't have photos of them. And it was um, something that the the parents had always like remembered these children and, and mourned these children. And so the the living children asked me to commission a piece where like they sent me a photo of the mom when she was about that age that the babies would have been born and a photo of the dad. And then she sent me photos of each of them, the children when they were newborns. And so I, I, um, I call it draw shopping <laughs> where, cause I don't Photoshop. I just like draw. <laughs> and so yeah. I like combined the mom and the dad and then kind of like, made up these two babies based on what the siblings photos looked like and they gave it to the parents and they record it's another one of those where they recorded it and maybe that's a common theme because i'm able to connect more to it when i can see their reactions but um it was so tender because the dad and he's like an 80 year old man he just breaks down sobbing when he sees this portrait and he looked up at his wife and he said do you know who that is? And then he sobbed again. And he said, I think about them every day. 
every day of my life. And I thought, wow, these, these parents are, sorry, it's so tender to me. They have been carrying this grief for 60 years, and it is still that fresh. The, the loss of their children. They've lived this whole life and they've raised all these other children and they have all these grandchildren and great grandchildren. And he never forgot about these two children that he lost and, and what he was missing with them and how much he loved them. Well, this mom and dad loved these, these children. And it was so special to see that they got to have, they were so moved to have this piece that represented these two kids to finally hang in their home so that they weren't forgotten. And again, it was just another one of those things where I just feel so grateful. It's so humbling to be a part of that and to be able to capture these precious kids to these parents in that way so that they can honor them. Yeah. So that's another one of my fun stories, special. Tell me what, I wanna hear more stories, but um, I think I'd love to get your thoughts on the idea that you are clearly an extremely talented artist and you have a gift. Um, however, I assume that you've put a lot of work and effort into this. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> thank you for the compliment. I, I have a hard time. I'm still learning. I'm learning. I'm self-taught. And so I don't have, like everything that I learned, I learned just from doing. And so I, as I've studied other artists, I, I see where I lack. So I have a hard time. I'm in, I'm in some classes right now so that I can become a very talented artist, <laughs> but I feel like I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, but my heart is 100% invested in these pieces. So. Well, that, that's a very humble response. And uh, where I was going with that is um, I it always warms my heart and I am always amazed by the compassion and the generosity that our Heavenly Father has when the conversation that I imagine in my head is almost a brother of Jared situation where we say, Heavenly Father, I want to contribute to your kingdom. And he says, OK, great. There are lots of ways to do that. And I've got some specific things, some specific areas that I'd like to, you to contribute in. And maybe those come by way of calling. Maybe those come by way of a formal assignment. But the but I feel like in my experience and observation, the, the vast majority of that is him coming to us and saying, great, you want to contribute? What do you like to do? And in your case, you say, I, I kind of like art. And he says, fantastic. I've got a lot of work for artists to do. And sometimes that's going to be artwork in the temple. Sometimes that's going to be artwork in a visitor center. And sometimes I just need an 80-year-old couple to be able to remember their kids. That's what I need you to do. Can you do that for me? And you say, absolutely. I'll go to work on that. And I'm going to become the best artist that I can do. And maybe I'm not a pianist. I'm not a public speaker. I'm not a contract, whatever. I love art. And he's completely acceptable to that. And he says, I can use that. If you're willing to give it, I can use it. I love that. And I never get tired of, see, of hearing examples of that. Yeah. And that's one thing that I found too, is that he'll fortify your efforts. He magnifies them. So 
even though I see a lot of flaws and imperfections, I know that um, that he can that it's not really about the perfection of it. It's more about your willingness to do it and and he'll magnify it for his purposes. Yeah. And and going back to your comment before, you know, sometimes we go to him, you know, now I'm thinking of Moses. Sometimes we go to him and we say, hey, look, Heavenly Father, I'm not Michelangelo, so you probably can't use my art. And he says, that's not true. Michelangelo is fantastic. I've got him working on other things. I want you to work on this. And I need this. Those people need that. I love your talent. I need your talent. Yeah, well, and that's just it. And he knows that's what he's looking for is the willing people who are willing. So instead of just being like, well, I'm not a perfect artist, so I guess I'm not going to do it. He's He knows that I'm willing, even though I'm not a perfect artist. And so he's going to take what I offer and he's going to just do what good he can. And that's that's the beauty of it is that when it's with him, that it becomes so much more than what it, what it is just with me. Like what my art is by itself is not really that amazing. But when he when he touches it, then it just becomes this incredible thing. Yes. And I, and that's what I found is that I love being his, his partner in this because I found that he really does a beautiful work when, um, when I let him kind of pave the way with it. Yeah. Tell us about another experience. Um, okay. So there's this other family they often people will have me do pictures of their loved one like walking toward christ and so the the image is like the back of christ and then you can see their loved one is walking toward him and they're usually you know smiling and happy to see him and and the savior kind of has his arm out so you can see that he's like ready to he's waiting to give them a hug as they're like coming into heaven kind of an idea yeah so i was drawing that um kind of scene of this another young father and he um died right around he had like a a medical problem and he he died right around the his daughter's first birthday so he only had the one daughter and um they so I drew him walking toward the savior and then um somebody had commissioned it to give to the wife and so when she received it, there wasn't a video of this, but later I did become like friends with her on Facebook or Instagram. And she sent me a little video of the girl, their daughter had like a baby and she was um, like making the baby kiss the daddy on in the drawing. And uh, again, it was just one of those moments where I realized, wow, this this drawing that I made is a way for this daughter, this little girl who's not going to have any memory of her dad to make a connection with her dad. And I really do believe that, I mean, even though obviously it's not him, I do believe that he, um, it's a way to create a connection and a bond with him through it. So that's just another little, I mean, it's not profound, but it's tender and it's sweet. Yes. Yes. What a great story. And yeah, that little girl will have that painting forever, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just a way to bring a little bit of that person into their home. Um, 
who's no longer there. So it's just a little extra piece of that loved one that they're missing. <laughs> Tell me what oh. you, go ahead. No, sorry, you go ahead. Tell me what you've learned about the mourning process and specifically um, I'm thinking of mourning with those that mourn and comfort those who stand in need of comfort. That's, that's a covenant that every baptized member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has made. We've promised to, to do that. What have yeah. you learned about that? Cause you've had potentially a lot more um, interaction and closeness with people who are in deep mourning than perhaps a lot of your peers. Yeah, I do. I have had a lot of exposure to it. And um, it's kind of a sacred thing, isn't it? I just think um, I feel like I feel like I'm a tender heart. And maybe that's why I'm really drawn to this. Obviously, these scenarios, these stories are more than just stories to me. They're deeply personal. And I do I do feel a, a connection and um, a draw that I can't really describe, but I think that's just what it is, is um, this mourning with those who mourn and comforting those who stand in need of comfort. I, um, I also, I lost a sister. She died four and a half years ago to cancer. And so it was really tricky because while I was, um, my sister was was passing away i was still doing these drawings <laughs> and it took on a whole new meaning because i was suffering a loss and i was watching my family mourn and grieve and um and again i felt like my sister was was sad to leave and um although i know that heaven is wonderful right but um i do think that there is a, a a morning when they leave their loved ones here as well and um and it became really really challenging for me to um to continue doing these drawings it just got because because i felt it i feel things so deeply anyway and then when we had our own loss that we were dealing with it just was like almost too heavy to carry so there was a time where it just it became really overwhelming to do these to do these drawings but um anyway I've, it's been a few years so i'm at a place now where where it's not as as heavy i guess to do it but but i think that it's it's caused me i feel like i was always um really sensitive to these situations anyway but then after of course experiencing it myself it it made these these pieces so much more real you know these people that i'm drawing are real people and they matter and the people who are left behind are real people who are suffering and they matter and that's really um something that i feel so passionate about is that um you know, we are the tools in Heavenly Father's hands, and it is our uh, duty to reach out and to to be 
to be the tools in his hand and to serve these people and to comfort them in their need of comfort. I wonder if you just answered this question, but what made you keep drawing after you went through this great personal loss and you feel that weight and burden? What made you keep doing it? Um, I mean, we're, I'm not the only one who's losing loved ones. And so it, you know, people would keep coming and asking for them. And there have been times where I, um, had some other people that I, some other artists that I know who do similar work. And I've pushed a few off to them while I was feeling like I wasn't in a good place to do it. But, um, but yeah, I think just that there's a big need for it. And a lot of people are hurting. And and I've seen, I, I mean, my, I myself, when my sister died, drew her portrait. It just was very something that I just felt was a way for me to sort of process through some of that grief and um, other other loved ones that I've lost in addition to her. And so I've drawn them as well. It's just sort of a, I don't know, a way to process it. And so I feel like if it's a need that I myself feel that there's other people who are feeling it too. So I think that that's why I continue. And I do, I feel like there is a strong need and that Heavenly Father has that. Um, intention with it with my work i i have a question that i want to ask you in closing but before i do that is there any other experience you want to share anything that stands out to you you can you can ask i mean i have lots of stories so you can ask me your closing question that's great (laughs) um again because you've had so much interaction with people in a tough situation, what advice would you give them? What advice would I give grieving families? Is that what you're asking me? Yes. Oh, geez. Advice? Or maybe not advice. Maybe it's wider than that. Maybe it's what, what do you wish what do you wish that you could implant in their brains? You know, if they, if they just, if they could just grasp onto this one thing, it would make this process not easier is the wrong word, but it would make the process maybe easier is the right word. Yeah. More bearable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know that at least for me in, grieving my sister it's uh tricky it's tricky because it it, i don't know how far into this to go this is a closing question so i'll try not to go too deep (laughs) but um plenty of time (laughs) plenty of time go deep as you want i just feel like when there's a loss a lot of times people feel like there's a betrayal from heavenly father that they feel like why did my loved one die right they feel that almost like heavenly father doesn't care because he allowed this to happen right why would heavenly father take young dads or moms why why would heavenly father take babies from from parents 
And I think that's um, a really hard question to get past. And I know that I asked the same thing when my sister died. And I can say I don't know why, and I don't know that I ever will know why, but um, I do feel like I've come to a place where I've been able to feel that, again, like we've shared in some of these pieces, I, I have a knowledge. I can say I have a knowledge that Heavenly Father is aware of us. He does know the person, each one of us individually and intricately and intimately and um, including those that have been, that are, that we are grieving, the ones that have died. And, um, and he's aware, he's aware of the circumstances and he's aware. And even though I can't say why things happen, and that is a really hard question to get to get past i do know that he does love us and he is aware of us and he does send helping hands and tender mercies through those hardships and that that is a way that he expresses his love for us is through those um little tender mercies that he does send and that he is he is involved in those um little miracles and that that is something that I've looked to, to notice and be aware of as I've questioned why and felt almost that betrayal um, is to, to recognize and see those little moments where it's kind of like a nod from him. Like, I see you. I notice you. I know you're hurting. I'm aware. And when it comes down to it, that's why that's why he sent his son. Right. And he's the ultimate the ultimate gift of um, or the ultimate miracle. He is the miracle. And that, you know, all of the loss that we have experienced or will experience will all be made up for because of him. And, and Heavenly Father provided that miracle for us. And that's something that has brought me immense comfort. And, and I've come to know my Savior in a different way because of my sister's loss and a deeper connection with him because of it and a deeper gratitude for him because of it. And all of those things I, I might not have experienced in the same way if it wasn't for experiencing loss. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that that happened necessarily, but I am saying that that is something that came from it. And I am glad to have a, a stronger testimony of my savior and a stronger testimony of the love that Heavenly Father does have for his children. Well, when we started, you said that you don't bear your testimony very well in words. I respectfully disagree with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your experiences, both on this uh, uh, interview, but also with your artwork. Um, oh, hey, if people want to see more of your artwork, where can they do that? Um. I post mostly on Instagram. My Instagram is Lena Phillips Art. And uh, yeah, it's spelled L-E-N-A. It's kind of a weird name. It's actually, I'm named after this this drawing right here that I'm working on is my namesake. So she's my great grandmother. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
Hey, well, again, thank you for sharing what you do and thank you for, for serving humanity in the way that you do. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you.